This is a GRDC podcast. G'day, I'm Megan Woodward. It's been a long, hot summer in Australia, and our climate is only getting hotter. Since 1910, Australia's climate has warmed up by about 1.4 degrees Celsius, with an increase in the regularity of extreme heat events and water stresses. With no change, for the better, on the miraged horizon, the time is now for exploring how to de-risk summer crops like sorghum. The main summer grain crop in the Northern Grains region, sorghum is ordinarily planted between September and January. But for the past two years, as part of a wider GRDC investment on optimising sorghum agronomy, Scientists from the Queensland Alliance for Agriculture and Food Innovation at the University of Queensland have been trialling sowing the summer crop in winter. And while the trials have taken place in cool conditions, the results have proved to be red hot. I caught up with two of the lead researchers on the project on a recent trip to UQ's Gatton campus, about an hour's drive west of Brisbane. My name is Daniel Rodriguez. I'm professor at the Centre for Crop Sciences of the Queensland Alliance for Agriculture and Food Innovation at the University of Queensland. And what we have here is one of the uh, multiple sites of a large network of trials that runs from the Liverpool Plains up to central Queensland that is looking at what happens if we sow a summer crop, sorghum, in winter. Very much what's happening is that over the last 100 years, Australian temperatures have risen by about 1.5 degrees, and that is associated to an increased frequency of heat stresses. Those heat stresses usually take place around flowering of the main season sorghum, causing a lot of flower abortion and reductions in grain yield. That can be quite significant. So one way to get around that is to try to avoid that overlap between the periods of the year where you have those heat stresses and the flowering of the crop. And to do that, we have to put the crop in a different window. We have to put the crop much earlier. Tell me a bit about the management options that growers have trialled or had available to them in the past and what you have put to them over the last two seasons? One of the main options farmers have has been to avoid planting around October so that that would allow the crop to avoid that that heat stress, so meaning that they could go a little bit earlier or a little bit later. But it's different in different regions. So when you go up to central Queensland, the only option they had was just to go and plant in January, very, very late. And those uh, practices had some limitations in the sense that you are planting too late, you have a shorter cycle and your yield potential reduces. The other important point is that if you could put the crop into a much earlier window, if we can get the summer crop just to grow in winter, what happens is that it's going to be harvested also very, very early. And that means that by Christmas, you might have finished with sorghum, and then you can go into short fallow and plant your next crop for the winter. 
And that is extremely important because it increases what we call cropping intensity, which is highly related to farmers' profits. And that's the bottom line, isn't it? Tell me what you've learnt so far. What sort of results have you got from putting forward this idea to growers throughout the regions? What we found is that usually the recommended temperature of the soil to plant sorghum is about 16 degrees or increasing. What we found is that we can get away and do it with about 12 and increasing. And that is the temperature of the soil at the planting depth. So it is extremely important if you are going to be taking any of these recommendations or any of these practices just to monitor your soil temperatures. Because if you plant with cooler soil, you might have poorer establishments. With 12 or higher, we find that establishments are reasonable. Still, we have to probably increase plant populations. We need to assume probably a 40% seed loss. Uh, so that needs to be, the plant density needs to be topped up. But what we do see is that the crop, once it emerges, is not going to be frosted. We have had quite severe frosts before the crop had seven leaves and the crop wasn't affected. And the yields of the winter sown sorghum are not too different from those sorghums planted in spring or summer. With the advantage that we have very, very small values of the screenings and no lodging. So it is not only that, that you can increase your cropping intensity, but also you're going to improve your grain quality because you're going to reduce your lodgings and you're going to reduce your screenings. So, and that is very, very important because you have what we call fewer frequencies of terminal stresses, of terminal droughts, so that the crop finishes uh, with a better soil moisture than a main season crop. For you, when this trial was starting and with all of your previous decades of knowledge, what did you expect the outcomes to be and what were some of the standouts of what actually happened, what actually came out of the two data sets you now have? I thought that we were going to kill some crops with frosts. I really expected to lose some trials. We haven't lost a single trial. Sorghum is very, very hardy at low temperatures, at least until it has about seven to eight leaves. We haven't had frosts with a bigger crop and you don't have frosts that late. So yes, I was really surprised how hardy the crop was to frosts. If we were to have this conversation in 10 years time and mm. this idea had taken off, where do you think we could be in a oh. decade's time? That's a good question. What you, you know, you, you are likely to see is that the farmer sitting at the office in front of a big screen and monitoring a number of pros that he has across the different fields on the farm and feeding those results from probes that are going to tell you about temperatures, about soil moisture, about nutrition of soil, soil fertility into models. And the models are telling you, yes, you need to go and do this today, not tomorrow. And you need to go and do this probably next week. So what I'm saying is that there will be a massive development from what is digital technologies to try to integrate all these research that we are doing with the new sensors and networks of sensors and models that we are also developing. Try to, to, to make those decisions better informed and, 
yeah, and, and save a lot of time to farmers and money. And that's the end game, isn't it? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Dr Joe Eyre is a research fellow with the University of Queensland and he's been working alongside Professor Rodriguez on the early plant trials. We've had a lot of success with early sown sorghum and we are still understanding what that means in the, in the more variable climate. But what we do find is that sowing early, in, we are forced to sow into cooler than ideal conditions, cooler soil temperatures. And during a period of the year where we don't have a lot of rainfall and we can have long periods of dry, cool weather after sowing. So what we've found is that seed quality is critical. From season to season, we're not seeing a specific genotype that's performing better than others. This is commercial genotypes, but what we do see is that a good quality seed lot is critical to get uniform establishment. In the winter sown sorghum, we really need to look for that increasing temperature and make sure we get the seed right down deep into really moist soil, because it will take two weeks to germinate and get out of the ground, two weeks or even more. So we can't we need to have it nice and deep with a nice protective layer of dry soil over the top so we don't evaporate down and the seed dry out. And we've actually seen that in some fields where we pushed too hard. We went when it was too cold and then a, a cold front came through. The rain didn't fall, but we were left with a week of very, very cold winds, cold drying winds, and the seed bed can completely dry out. So there is absolutely a thing as the perfect conditions for this particular type of planting? Absolutely. That, that's just talking about the seed bed. We're still not saying plant early at any cost. We must have those conventional rules of thumb down pat. We need a full soil profile. We need the soil moisture to be full before we even think about. Then we talk about the quality of the seed we can access. Then we look in detail about the seed bed and how to maintain a moist conditions around that seed for possibly two weeks. So we need to think about that. So how can growers or how should they be testing their seed quality? There are a few different options. If you have the time, it would be good to go to a commercial seed lab to get the seed tested for germination and vigour. Use a cold vigour test the commercial labs have experience in understanding that relative rate of germination, how uniform that germination is, and they're the kind of tests you need. However, if that's not a possibility for you, using the uh, moistened cotton wool in a dish on the windowsill can give you an idea, especially if you have multiple seed lots, to see which seed lots will be best for early sowing. So best being more uniform, rapid germination. What are the three big takeaways that you would impart on growers who may be considering this, being on the fence thinking, there's been enough trials done, I know the neighbour's having success, I'm nearly over the fence. What would your three, I guess, um, top tips be to consider before they decided if it was right for them or not? First of all, make sure you have the soil moisture stored. Don't even think about it unless you have 
sufficient soil moisture. Then look at your seed bed. Have a think about the history. Are you likely to have insect pests in the soil? Have you had problems with seedling diseases? These are all flags that this paddock may not be the right choice for you. Then uh, the third thing is to look at the forecasts. Are we likely to see increasing warm temperatures or are we looking at a cool front coming through in the next week to two weeks? If the stars align, the gods are smiling and that's all in hand, is this a good option to get ahead of the game on a season? Again, it's about managing risk. So if it was me, I probably wouldn't plant my whole sorghum program to early sown sorghum, but I'd definitely have a go with an area and think about choosing that area. Is it the coldest spot on your farm down in the gully or are we looking at a north facing um, aspect? Time and time again, we know that growers need a dynamic plan and this gives another option to plant if the conditions are right. And I think it's, it's not just in the short term, we know that we have the agronomy and the germplasm to make it work, but I think it's really pushing the whole of industry to come together and really think how this changes opportunities for irrigated sorghum. We have some growers that are irrigating and then returning the sorghum to try and produce 20 tonnes of sorghum in a season. We are also looking at, yes, early sorghum is working with the current varieties and if you have good seed, we have a good chance of getting a good establishment. But what about, what are the other germplasm options? What are the other treatments we can use to increase that likelihood of a successful establishment in early sown sorghum? And I think the, the big excitement is the, the systems implications of how quickly we can keep going back to another crop. And that has a lot of ramifications for farm profitability and also sustainability with maintaining ground cover for longer. That was Dr Joe Eyre from the University of Queensland and before him, his colleague, Professor Daniel Rodriguez. Together, they've been part of a team trialling early plant sorghum in an attempt to beat the heat of summer. This is a GRDC podcast. I'm Megan Woodward. Thanks for listening. Listener.